Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips, at Junior underscore McClurkin, and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag, and it's lights out, and away we go. Hello and welcome into WEGL 91.1 FM's exclusive Formula One show, otherwise known as Smooth Operators. My name is Noah Phillips. The man to the right of your radio dial is Griggs Blankenberg. The man in the very front of your radio dial is Ben McClurkin. Hello. And this is Smooth Operators. How are you boys feeling today? Doing good, doing good. If if our loyal fans missed us last week, we were away for a little bit because it was fall break Friday. We tried to do a recorded show, how we did summer shenanigans this summer. Did not turn out audio quality well, and then Noah did not speak for the entire 25-minute episode. But yeah, we're just going to go That's ahead okay. and go back into it. So let's recap it. We got a recap, precap episode today. We did not think we'd do one, but let's talk about the Formula One Qatar Airways Qatar Grand Prix 2023. We made that joke already in the past, but Max Verstappen wins again, and he also clinches his third consecutive World Drivers Championship with a second place finish in the sprint race. Oscar Piastri P2 with 18 points. Lando Norris making it a double podium for McLaren. Gets 15 points, followed by in fourth, George Russell of Mercedes, fifth, Charles Leclerc of Ferrari in sixth, Fernando Alonso of Aston Martin in seventh, Esteban Alcon of Alpine, number in eighth, Valtteri Baltas of Alfa Romeo in ninth, double points for the Alfa Romeo with Joe Guan Yu and rounding out the point scores in tenth place, P10, Sergio Perez of Red Bull Racing. Yeah, and this race was, I, I will say, this race was action packed and I've, I found a great statement from Lewis Hamilton on it saying he wants to keep F1 as an extreme sport and treating the heat as if they would con- treat uh, wet conditions is detrimental to the sport itself. And I find that to be something that I strongly agree with. And yes, safety is paramount, but is it really does it always need to be the thing that's at the forefront of our minds in a sport where we have completely cushioned most of the risk out of it and the only thing left is the drivers facing extreme loads on their bodies? I think I think personally if that for if the, if the conditions force retirements that's that's great. That's good. We need that. We'll we'll do we'll do with that. And you know, it, the conditions also seriously affected tire performance, which is another High point of that weekend um, with the mandated three-stop stints basically forcing everyone to do every lap as a qualifying lap. It, it made sure that we had flat-out racing the entire time. And I, I, I will say, like, in response to the people that called this race a disaster, um, I, I will say to you, but were you not entertained? Were you not into, I mean, I was entertained. Yeah, I mean, it, I, was, I, it was. It was great. I enjoyed it, cause especially because we talked about. You might mention it right there. I know we talked the last week's episode. And this week's kind of mixing in a little bit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the tire strategy thing made for so much better racing. Dude, like, it was awesome. It was great. I mean, if people do not remember the FIA uh, limited tires made by Pirelli uh, to. I think 18 laps of the race due to the track conditions. That's no matter what tire, I you think were that's on. The, one of the first 
definitely the first time it's happened since I started watching Formula One a couple years yes. ago. I think we looked it up on the show we couldn't figure. I think it was like you said around like 2008 maybe. It, it was 2005 when they had mandatory zero stop races. So basically what – and to – Re-explain if if you missed last week's episode, be sure to check everyone, it out. Everyone missed last week's episode because we didn't upload it. Oh, we told well, you this. Dog. <laughs> we told you this. I'm sorry. Sometimes things don't connect with me when I'm I'm sleepy, and I did have three hours of sleep last night due to homework. So please excuse me for any miss any misquotations or misspeaks. But basically, the last time that um, F1 had mandated tire strategy was in 2005 when there was zero stops required basically your qualifying tire would be the tire that you showed up to at the race on sunday and you weren't allowed to change it unless you had a puncture and even then you could only change the one that had the puncture so it was it was kind of pointless and a little bit catastrophic for them because that was also the year of the tire blowout risk at indianapolis which pretty much caused F1 to have, I mean, it, it created a snowball effect that caused F1 to pull out of the United States up until recently. So, it, it, was it 2014, 2012? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, they left in 2008 and they were gone for seven years. They came back in 2015 to the Circuit of the Americas, which has been a wonderful track. Should go to Dallas. Man, if you don't stop, I don't know why you keep saying that. I just like seeing his reaction with this. Why do you keep saying that? Because he doesn't like me as a person or as a fundamental person. Dallas Motor Speedway produces great racing. It's not even at Dallas. It's at Fort Worth, man. Yeah, it's called Dallas Motor Speedway. Though, it's called Dallas Motor Speedway. Though, fact or fiction? Do they do they have a Roval involved with a top? The Roval was actually pretty nice. Uh, I get a roval, that, yeah. Okay, is, oh, we'll take it. It's not much of a roval, but it's it's, it's not cool. much of one. I, I bet the top speed's like one forty. Yeah, hey, that's so, not bad. That's really not bad. I've run it a couple times for, in a, on a God, I can't remember what game it is. Assetto Corsa. It might have been a, no. It's not Assetto Corsa. It's the other one. I racing, not I racing. It's uh, it. God, I'll it, I'll look it up after. But it's like the second are, one of the those series. Are, those are the two that I can think of that have modded in laser scan tracks. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Think of anything I'll tell you else. Later. Um, um, I'll, I'm sure I'll think of it in the course of this good old podcast. It's got to be iRacing though. It's not, I, it's not iRacing. Was it on? What is it? What was, what platform was it, was it on? Steam. It was on Steam. It, it's got to be iRacing. It's not iRacing. It has to be. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I, you know, hang on. Before we do this, I'll go ahead and get my thoughts. Okay. On the tire situation. Before, whole race before, situation. What are your thoughts race, on well, the whole yeah. thing? I want to hear your take. No, no, hang on, hang on. I'm going to talk about the tires first, and okay, I'm going to get okay. my big thing about this whole weekend. All right, let's let's hear it. Tires, at the end of the day, I believe that all sports are a thing where you have to deal with the hand that you're dealt. Yes. And if something like that goes on, you can't really blame the FIA for doing something like that. Yeah. And it produced, you know, exciting racing, but – the other day, you have to compete with the hand that you're dealt, and I just don't think that is really the thing that matters or the thing that people should be taking away from this weekend. Jesus Christ, Ben. Um, I just had a web camera fall on my hand. But <laughs> that hurt. It was just you know, a solid piece no, no, of aluminum. No, no, that might have hurt you. But you know what hurt me, Ben? Mm. No, this what? This weekend, the Formula One 
Drivers' Championship was decided in a sprint race. Oh, no. The most idiotic thing I have ever seen in my life. Uh So much that I have looked up synonyms for idiotic. We've got crazy, foolhardy, foolish, insane, bird-brained, drafty, dull, foulish, insane, lunic, moronic, (laughs) senseless, thick-witted, an unintelligent just, thing I have ever seen in imagine, my life. Imagine you just turn on your radio and you just hear this man just reading off synonyms for idiotic. No, 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 hang on. I'm not finished yet talking about how idiotic this thing is. That we have a oh, he's driver. Getting, he's getting going. Clinching the driver's championship in a sprint race. Not an actual race, but a sprint race. I see. Well, it was also. Noah, I see this your is, driver clinching in a sprint race, and I raise you Michael Schumacher winning a championship in June. I raise you the NASCAR playoff system is honestly better than that. No. <laughs> no. Don't 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 speak that evil. Don't you put don't that on me, Ricky Bobby. Put, don't you put that on me. I would rather Do not see, say that. I would rather see a playoff system than a driver clinch. <laughs> you don't even know how the playoffs work. No one does. No one but does. At least I don't it have, doesn't make sense. But at least you're not clinching something in a not actual race. At least you have it's, to it's actually a grand, do a race in order to win. It's not a Grand win. Prix, but it's still a race. NASCAR has mandatory stints that determine playoff seating. It doesn't make sense. We need F1 stages. We are not going there. We need F1 stages. We are st- not going there. F1 stages. We need it. We're not going there. Stage one is pointless, and that's where it stops. That I, I, pay, I stop paying attention until the All-Star race because it's the only one that actually doesn't matter that's entertaining. Clearly, you've never watched Talladega. I have, but hang on. No, I'm. I'm I putting. I am have. putting my foot down. I have not put my foot down ever on say, this podcast. Say, say what you're gonna say, and say that it is idiotic and dumb and not great well, to have a driver clinch up in a non Grand Prix. What are you gonna that do? That makes it? the sport look bad. Well, yeah, I'm gonna talk They're, about. I'm gonna tweet about it, and the, I'm gonna talk about it on this podcast. Even the race itself was entertaining. You can't even argue that. Like it was good racing. Yeah, I would have liked him. And to, Max didn't even win. It doesn't matter. It looks bad. It on looks who? Bad on, on the who? FIA on Formula One on ESPN. Why on you? What on me? Yeah, it looks bad on you. Why? It's like you're wearing a uh, yellow suit that don't look good on anybody. Hey man, yellow man in the yellow hat could pull that off. He's, he's wearing him. a hat though, just a suit. He's though. he's him. Why are we talking he about wears, Curious George? Right here's now? why. Here's why. He wears a yellow suit and a yellow hat because he's that guy. Max Verstappen is that guy. You can't argue yeah. with that. You it know, would maybe be cool if maybe he won it like look, previous it weekend or maybe won it, it doesn't later. Look good now, uh, no matter what, he was going to win regardless. This look, yeah, it, I would have liked for him to win in an actual race. The, we got another sprint race. The inevitability weekend. was a bit disappointing. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That was that's that's a letdown, and I'm all for title deciding championships no, and I don't care important that, races. This is one of the worst title deciding races in history. I don't care that like it was decided way before Abu Dhabi. I cared that it was decided. In a sprint race. Yeah, it, it's it's one of the weirdest scenarios ever. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Sprint but I, I can't. Cool, I have no place to complain about it. Sprint race is cool. More racing, more fun. You know what else is cool? I have no place playoffs. to complain about it. Playoffs. Why? Yeah, playoffs <sighs> are cool, man. You, you never seen the MLB playoffs? The, the Braves lost. Dude. It made my heart grow three inches. 
Uh, yeah. And and the, the Diamondbacks walked it off last night. Yeah. Red October. What a beautiful game that it was. Is. What that a was... beautiful system the playoffs is. Why doesn't F1 do that? Because there's... Because it's dumb for the sport, just it's, like it's, sprint races. It, it is bad for the sport. And I will argue that sprint races should not be counted towards the championship. I think I think that... They need their own, like, in-season tournament. I think NBA that non-champ... Or maybe make them such an insignificant amount of points that it can only help the teams that are at the back of the field. And maybe bring the points runners down to six instead of eight. I don't know. The, the sprint races can be, be further improved, but that is not the problem. The problem is that Max Verstappen was so much better than everybody else that he didn't even need to try to win a championship in in this race. And you know what? I will say, I will say. It's not like he's doing like Elaine Pross levels of not trying where he's doing the least possible. Like he's still trying to dominate, but it requires less effort out of him to dominate everybody else than it requires for anybody else to be even with him. And so that's why you see this championship decided in a sprint race, because guess what? No one's no one's up to his level right now. That's just where we're at. I'm fine with that. And why did it, I have it, to come in a sprint race, though? I don't know. I it was blame a, Formula One for this. It was a dang good race, though. The sprint race was genuinely entertaining. It, it, I, if you ignored the championship aspect, which I guess we could say about most of this season, and that's okay. We'll we'll say that. You we know, got a whole other minute, you, man. We can keep talking about. We can keep talking. You know what I'm going to talk about right now? Minute. The Dallas Motor Speedway slander is Stop outrageous. Talking. No. Stop talking. Stop uh, talking. Last thought about this race, though. I thought it was good. I mean, Lance Stroll after the tamper tantrum he threw wow. at the start of the weekend. Last fin- thought was it was good. He fin- I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Lance Stroll. The la- like how he went from having a temper tantrum on Friday to a pretty solid Sunday. I mean, getting a lemon. I mean, Sergio Perez. <laughs> my- have you- we need to talk about this sometime on one show? The um, the drivers, uh, the World uh, Destructors Championship. <laughs> who has the most damage on their car? Logan Sargent is leading Lance Stroll by a whopping 1.3 million. Oh my! In the goodness. World Destructors Championship, the World Destructors. Is there an actual like yeah, site for this? I'll look that up when we get back. Oh we can mix that in with our do. next segment when we come back from the break. A new star-studded lineup for Alpine and their investors. What should that mean for the rest of Formula One and potential investment into the sport? Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Hello, everybody. We're keeping it calm, breezy, and smooth. No, we're not! <laughs> At the Smooth Operators Podcast, I am your good friend, Ben McClurkin. Joined alongside me, Craig's Blankenberg. And across from me, the ever-handsome Noah Phillips. We act like I don't it's... want peace. I want problems! I want problems! That's... Oh man! Noah um, today has been fear mongering the F1 community by talking you'd, you'd about be our first show, NASCAR but, playoffs. But no, this is our 48th show. You think this would be when we hit our golden episode number 50? We can get aggressive, but right We're now, getting aggressive, I apparently. just want to talk about the dog and pony show that is the Alpine Investment Group. What is happening, and why is Patrick Mahomes a minority stakeholder in an F1 team? Why does he care? What is going on with that? Yeah, and, and who? Is Rory McIlroy? Griggs, I'll kick it to you. 
Yes, so if you are not in following the F1 news this week, there is a new investor group coming into Alpine that features six star-studded athletes on ESPN. It says Mahomes, Kelsey McElroy invest in 200 million pound, uh, euro Alpine F1 investment. So Don't forget Trent Alexander-Arnold. And I'm going to get there. Okay, and okay. A 200, <laughs> and a 210, I don't know. They make it look weird on this graphic for ESPN. 210 million nine hundred seventy thousand dollar investment for Alpine F1. It's around a twenty four percent stake sold to Ultra Capital, Redbird Capital Partners, and Maximum Efforts Investments. But on Tuesday, Ultra Capital has announced a fresh injection of new investors with a new group of big name stars. Includes Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, as well as tied in for the Kansas City Chiefs Patrick Mahomes, uh, uh, Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey sorry, I'm sorry, I'm out of it right now. Four time all golf sports guy major. don't know ball. I do know ball. Four time major winner Rory McIlroy, Liverpool's Trent Alexander Arnold, as well as former Chelsea and Manchester United player Juan Mata, and finally to round it off, Anthony Joshua, the former world heavyweight boxing champion so it's a new group coming into alpine and what are y'all's thoughts on this new group of just athletes just trying to sh- get more into formula one and, uh, mainly a well two uh, two of the six of those people are american athletes i'll be honest it reminds me a lot of um professional athletes being owners of their own of their own team or their previous team the John Elways, you know, like, why do we need, why do we need these guys that don't know anything about the sport? No offense, obviously, I, I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is a huge F1 fan, but, but, but ser- all jokes aside, seriously, why do we need these guys owning a quarter of the team? That That is a front office position, and having six athletes who, I mean, I'm sure are brilliant in their own right, you know, like, all of these guys know how to market themselves or at least have people that do know how to market them for them. But I just think, I think having pro athletes in the front office is not necessarily a good idea, especially with people who lack a fundamental understanding of how an F1 team works. I think it's already, it's going to add to the existing pressure within Alpine um, from its CEO, uh, Laurent Mackey, who has said a lot of stirring comments recently about, about the team's performance and yes their form is improved but but early in the season you know he said like people are getting fired Otmar Safnauer was one of the heads that was rolled by his sword I, I just don't see this being a positive change for the culture of Alpine who who needs they need more freedom they need more time they need more patience and a group of athletic competitor investors who are a part of an aggressive venture capitalist firm are not going to provide that culture that they seek. And and what's going to happen is Alpine's going to drown because they can't deliver results because everything is getting half-baked. That's my take. I'm going to kind of build off the top of that um, as well. You see a lot of these kind of mini type of investor firms really taking over sporting leagues in all forms. We just saw it with uh, the commanders, uh, formerly known as the Washington football team. Formerly uh, known as the Redskins. No, not them. Uh, we don't talk about that. Um, Why? Obviously, we saw an investor firm come in there that had didn't really have any athletes, but had um, what's-his-name as kind of the main fo- uh, force behind it. 
as he took over the uh, job from um from whatever Dan Snyder from Dan Snyder. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to say his name. I thought about just saying redacted, but then I'm he like, who ah, shall not be named. He who shall not be. I named. did name him. Hopefully, he doesn't show up in the studio. We just can't say his name three times. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold. <laughs> Trent Alexander Arnold. No, he's not real. He can't hurt you. He can't um, hurt you with he can hurt you with his defense. Oh, I'm looking at the ortho incoming capital, slide tackle. I'm looking at the ortho capital like um, website right now. They don't really have a lot on here. They just have like uh, different, that's that's always scary. They just have like one paragraph with three bullet points about what they do. Oh no! Uh, so their three common factors are differentiated access via network of sports oper operators and owners, valuable intellectual property, ability to add value via company building experience and direct operational experience. I don't really see Alpine as like kind of sounds like a money laundering company, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And it sounds like Shh, Alpine is cannot, a dump. We cannot say anything. of laundered money. It, it, no, and that's that that has been a thing that's happened in the past. There was literally a Nigerian prince one time who you, sponsored they an asked F1 me for money. Team. Huh? They asked me for money. No, 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 no. There was a Nigerian prince who made a Ponzi scheme, created an F1 team with no money, and then dumped all of his offshore accounts into the team so that that way his, his money would be protected from, you know, say like international financial boards. Anyways, that said, I, I it seems that way. Obviously, it's not the case. I think it's just something kind of funny to look at and be like, wow, uh, Throwback to the 80s when there was, like, actually illegal things going on within the sport. Obviously, now it's so tightly regulated. Something like that would have a hard time slipping by. I love how right now, I'll just throw this in, sorry. We have someone on uh, Brent Jordan listening on the F1, uh, Auburn F1 fans group me, and he goes, since when is there an F1 show on Weagle? That's pretty funny. Yeah, honestly. baby. That's pretty funny. And then Griffin Hall tags us all in there and goes get him <laughs> he's but no listen to we, me we, we, we mr jordan nope. you may share the name of eddie jordan but you don't know who he is because you don't listen to our show but it's okay though we accept everyone here we do we Smile. love everyone uh, thank you for listening we by the way and uh we love the support we love the support and your surprise it, it's all it's all just a great moment um but but back to the Alpine situation. Hang on, hang on. I'm reading. Okay, the, okay. No, no, no. Hang on. Wait one yeah, second. Yeah, go I'm, ahead, I'm go reading ahead, the press ahead. release for this right now. Yeah. And what did um, they say about it? Well, hang on. I'll get to what they said in a minute. But they have contacts on the right side. <laughs> contacts. So Patrick, they have <laughs> Patrick like Mahomes, Pat, they have like his e there? no, they have like their emails on here. Whoa. So I'm like, I'm debating just emailing Joshua Bell right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, but I told you I'd bring this up. Uh, oh wait, no, that's from. Um, oh wait, no, that's from earlier this year. It was the. Um, World Destructors <laughs> Championship. But no, I didn't get the right one. My good, dang it. I'm going to make a fake email. No, I'm not. I'm not going to make a fake email. Oh, okay. So I'm I certainly not going to make a fake email, and I'm certainly not going to contact Patrick Mahomes <laughs> as the not director do you mean, of Alpine. I do really. Hang on one and second. I'm not going to ask him for $15 hey, million. Dollars. Hey. I, I'm, oh, hang on. Let me read Patrick Mahomes' uh, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Uh, let's, switch, <laughs> let's switch ways. I was going to say we're going to mention it for a second. Let's talk about the World Destructors Championship. So this is after... Japan. I don't have it for Qatari. I found this on Reddit. So in first place, like I said, was Logan Sargent with a cool $3.9 million in damage this year. That is almost that's a slice. $1.3 million more than Lance Stroll in second place, followed by Sergio Perez, $2.459 million. Perez in third? Pierre with $2.2 million. A million. I don't know why I'm saying billion. 
Alex Albon, 1.8. Oscar Piastri, 1.6. Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc, 1.5. So Ferrari's keeping it consistent. Esteban <laughs> Ocon at 1.5. Yuki Tsunoda at 1.2. Guan Yu Zhou, 1.2 as well. Last play- person at the, in the millions is Nick DeFries slash Daniel Ricciardo at 1.1. And then the last place, take a guess. Last place? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Who, who could it be? The person who... Hasn't crashed this season. That is maybe, correct. One of the, there's one of the three. Maybe people because there's no one there to drive into the back of him because he's so far ahead. That is correct. It is Mr. Max Verstappen. The only t- places where he that guy, that guy. The only places where he is this season, um, taking in. Um, I think yeah, engine, uh, it's all engine penalties. I'm pretty sure penalties only. I'm trying to yeah. I added it. Okay. So the only place where he has received, uh, where he said to spend money on the car, was in Azerbaijan, ninety-five thousand dollars, and then in uh, Silverstone, one hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah, and he won both those races. Actually, no, he didn't lose. He didn't win Azerbaijan. He lost. He lost. Uh, Perez won that one. But the single most expensive race for any driver, can you take a guess, Ben? Single most expensive race for any driver. That's going to be Sergio Perez at Japan, responsible for a nice, clean six million dollars of damage. That is my guess. Uh, hang on, mine is uh Michael Schu or <laughs> Michael Schumacher. Schumacher. Well, uh, Schumacher is not year. racing currently this year. Oh, oh yeah, this Mick, year? Oh, Mick Schumacher in Monaco when he ripped the car in half. Uh, this oh, year though, that car actually wound up being put back together. I actually have it though. Ben's not right, but he might be close because it's not showing it right now. But there is one that's more expensive, I think. Oh, okay, uh, go. What is it? Tell me. It is Logan Sargent, one point four seven four million dollars of damage in Hungary. Yeah, that's about right. You know, I, I also was thinking about it. Maybe, maybe a different season. Like, let's let's think about like start line pileups. Those kind of situations, like, how can you actually calculate who's responsible for the most damage? So what what we would have to do is look at start line pileups. So like, Hungary two thousand and thirteen when um, who was it? Oh yeah, <laughs> Romain Grosjean got airborne and like five cars were knocked out of the race, and several of them were completely totaled. I, I I'm just trying to think of like. When when the cost of cars got super high, the most accidents after, you know, like the hybrid era, it's probably that's when the cars are the most expensive. So the most accident, the most cars out in one accident in the hybrid era, and then can we pin it down on one person? And that is the person who will be the most expensive driver ever. So I'm gonna do my research into that. I'll, I'll I'll come back with that maybe next week when I have like an actual story to tell. Hopefully we'll have some updated numbers on the World Destructors Championship. Exactly. But yeah, that is going to do it for our talk on Alpine and the World Destructors Championship. But when we come back, we got another race weekend. The fellas, practice one will be over by the time we come back from break. So do not go anywhere. We will be re- uh, previewing the United States Grand Prix for this weekend. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Super highways, coast to coast, easy to get anywhere. On the tracks, continental overload, just slide behind the wheel. How does it feel when there's no destination that's too far? And somewhere on the way, you might have to find out who you are. Whoa. 
Living in America. That's right, folks. We here at Smooth Operators are talking about the American Grand Prix USA. in Texas, USA. otherwise known as Circuit of the Americas. If you, di- if you didn't know, that was Living otherwise in America. Otherwise known as CODA. CODA. Uh, if you didn't know, I was singing Living in America by James Brown, otherwise known as uh, the Rocky Four song. USA. 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 The real most American. The most patriotic song ever to be followed up by by an American dying in a boxing ring. Ugh, boy. Wow. Anyways. But, um, yes. It is we fun. have a race. Uh, and, and no one hopefully dying. Um, Whoa. I'm trying to follow what Noah said. I'm. Have you never seen Rocky Four, dog? I have seen Rocky Four, man. I've never seen any. I've never seen any of the Rockies. Anyway, let's get into the race. Creed was a tragedy. Let's get into the circuit talk for the Formula One Lenovo United States Grand Prix 2023 held at the Circuit of the Americas. First great Grand Prix was held here in 2012. It's 56 laps at a 5.513 kilometer circuit length with a total race distance of 308.405 kilometers. Lap record is currently held by Mr. Charles Leclerc back in 2019 with a 136-169. Yeah. We have, in this track, we have 20 turns, two DRS zones, one going from turn 20 to turn 1, so that's the main straight, followed by another one from uh, from 11 to 12, that's another back straight, two detection zones, 20 corners, and a whole lot of America. And a lot of red, white, and blue. It is everywhere. There's next to no grass on the infield. It is all patriotic concrete and and like rubberized texture strips to slow the cars down if they go off the track. But anyway, it, it's it's a great track. It's it's very very cool. Daniel Ricardo. I, I'm just going to talk about some pre race hype because there's a lot of it. Daniel Ricardo shows up with his own ballad singer riding he, on a horse. He goes crazy for with every a single cowboy hat. He goes crazy for every single one. Valtteri Bottas does interviews in full duds. Joe Guan Yu has a cow a leather inspired cowboy hat helmet. It's so cool. Um Williams coming out with the stars and stripes. Red Bull coming out with the stars and stripes. Haas coming out with the stars and stripes. McLaren coming out with nicotine as an addictive chemical plastered on the side of their car because they're sponsored by a vape company, which we do not condone. Um, All kinds of specialness and festivities, and it's very, very much time to be in America, and what a time to be alive. There's a race in our time zone. And it's central time. It's not God's time zone, though. It's central time. But no, me and Noah last year, no, remember this? We cooked in this preview last year. We yeah, y'all did. Y'all, that was the first time I was completely trounced in predictions. No, we cooked as in you weren't here. You went on a canoe trip or something. Yeah, I, I did have a kayak. Who ki- goes canoe? I had a kayaking class trip, but I sent in my predictions, Wait, and they were, I, they were all wrong. Class? Yeah, it, it's a class. Okay, so the track is technically in Arlington, correct? Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay, so let's look at the weather because last year, no, we were big. The y'all, wind, y'all sky the weather. picked up on our wind. Talk. Hey, I said something about the wind the week before. I do remember. However, I do remember that. Okay, so t- so later today it will be 
uh, we'll give our predictions in the next segment. There but will later be a today, tailwind and we'll be qualifying. So around then, it'll be around 90 to 91 degrees Fahrenheit. It's pretty hot for them. Oh, um, with the wind looking at 5 miles per hour with 10 mile per hour gusts. Let's go to Saturday for the sprint shootout and the race. So around the low tomorrow will be around 61 degrees. High will be at 92 356. Goodness. No rain in sight. I'm not seeing any. Let me look and see if I get any wind talk in around 8 mile per hour with the maximum gusts coming at 9, but that's not going to be a problem. Around 15 oh. maybe for race time. And then yeah. time for the race on Sunday around 2 p.m. if I'm not mistaken with a wind of 12 miles per hour with gusts up to around probably 21 miles an hour during the race. Mm. And I've got to say something about the wind. Um, it's going to be amplified around the track because the track is actually hotter than the air around it. And so whatever mm. whatever wind gusts you're going to be seeing on the ground, it's going to be probably five miles an hour quicker across the track just because of the heat that's generated there. Um Man, what else is there to look out for? There's always turn one. That run way up the hill into turn one is so exciting. And and that's where wind's the most a factor if it's blowing in that direction. Um, just because it messes up your braking as you go up a hill. Obviously, it's already weird trying to sight that turn in. But on top of that, having a breeze pushing you makes braking a little bit sketchy. Um, what else is there? I mean, there's... There's that really great middle sector. It's kind of a rhythm section um, that's so typical of new F1 circuits. I'm not going to say street tracks. This is technically a real true circuit. So Herman Teichel, or however you say his last name. Yeah, this is this is this is not a Tilkadrome in the sense that it's like Sochi, where you literally watch and nothing happens. Um, I don't know if were y'all did y'all get the pleasure or displeasure of watching the race in Russia. Yes, I, I watched. Um, God, I can't remember which last exact race year would have been twenty nineteen. I think it was twenty nineteen. I'll say that I had the great displeasure of watching that race. The only thing that made it interesting was the rain, and it was Lando Norris almost winning, only to succumb to Lewis Hamilton by spinning out on the final lap. It was devastating, horrible result um, to what would have been an interesting ending. But that, oh well. The way it goes. Um, but, yeah, Code is a good track. I don't know why I got talking about Russia. Um, but, yeah, it, it it it's very challenging, but it seems like it's a track that the drivers enjoy. Um, it's very wide. It's sunny. It, it kind of reminds you of, like, a Sunday drive a little bit. It, it doesn't feel like you're – doesn't feel like you're fighting for your life in the streets of Baku or – Monaco, and it doesn't feel like you're at an extreme top speed like Monza or Spa. It, it just feels like it feels like a Hungara ring type track. It's challenging, sure, but it. it but it's America. And it is America, love. and we, we have love a red America. sector, a blue sector, and a yellow sector. So if you squint, you can kind of see red, white, and blue. If you squint, you can see red, white, and blue. But yeah, I, I think it, it really does play a lot like um, a France does. It's a very, it's a very Good track, I would say. France, zero Grand Prix now, United States, three. Yep. We won that war. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. to back. Back to back. Um, I will say uh, I always look for the fact that it's going to be a completely full stands. Yeah. Like, even watching practice a little bit ago, 
in our uh, common area. It looks so full. It's going to look so good on TV. It, it's just so big and expansive, that stands area. And the way they set up the cameras, it just really captures yeah. the uh, spirit of a, a sold-out arena type and, of uh And you can, also, like, you can also almost afford general admission. Almost. Almost. You don't have to throw one of your kidneys. It's $350. That's only one kidney and maybe two plasma donations. Yeah, you could... Um, and then, you know, if you want to get a hot dog there, you have to sell your big toe. Cut off cut off a finger or two. No we are not deal. advising that. We are not. We're not. But We do not condone. 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 I'm, do I'm not so condone. Con- I can't say things. I'm congested, guys. Bear with me. Ooh, no. you sick? Ooh. You're my quality. The reason these people did not get our expert analysis last week, Ben. My mic quality? That and the fact OBS uh, sold on me, so. Man, I hate it when they do that. It's sold on you, boy. Well, it's okay, because Noah did not talk. We need Noah to talk in every episode. Yeah, Noah. Yeah, if, if Noah wouldn't have talked, you wouldn't have got that great part about me just utterly Man. hating on the one sprint ideal. Noah had no rant last week because he was so broken over the fact that it was one on a sprint race. Exactly. That's, that's what why happened. that's why he was silent. Why are we even talking about it? Because they'll they'll never hear it. Exactly. The world will never know how that episode went. We have to release it when we find it as a lost episode. Exactly. When when the numbers when we start make it going when out. we make it big, when we make it big and we have a lull in content, we'll make a re-upload. No, no, no. That's when the numbers and start. Going that'll out. that'll get us some ad revenue, which we don't which have. We don't have. We make no money. We do this for the people. We are men of the people here at Smooth Operators. And speaking of people. Sold out crowd on Sunday. Um, In front of millions and millions of Americans. Max Verstappen has officially announced to the world that he is going to win the world championship again by the end of the season. Um, What else is there? Uh, Coda is a beautiful track. Coda is a beautiful track. Logan Sargent's contract is pending. Um, We'll see how he does the the next few races. We have a triple header. Starting this weekend, so oh, it's glorious! It's we have a glorious, glorious set of races, all of the classic tracks plus Coda, and uh, just just some really good racing to come. And I, I just gotta say, like I look forward to three weeks in a row of F one. Having two weeks away has been driving me insane. I need any and all excuses to not watch the Carolina Panthers play football. Oh man, they are abysmal. We are abysmal. It's how how is it that the Falcons are looking like a better team than you guys? Because they have a really good defense, and right now we're very Falcons. young and we're growing. It's we're the, growing. Yeah, we're blossoming into a great football team. So is Alpine. So notable so amounts is, of copium coming from Griggs Blankenberg. I, I, I get the same thing on at the boardroom, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Thursdays. As I'm getting right now, Smooth Operators one copium standard time. Copium. I'm the plug god right there. Griggs copes so hard with oh, nobody. The Panthers. You know, I'm not going to cope with our predictions when they come up in the next yes. segment. So when we come back, it'll be our final segment of the show. We're going to give our picks and previews for the sprint, for the qualifying, and of course for the big race on Sunday. So do not go anywhere. Last segment of the show is coming up. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. We're back, we're ready, and we have some opinions, thoughts, and predictions for the race 
And guys, I'm, I'm just so happy that it's a race weekend. I got to say, um, I'm Ben McClurkin. Greg's Blankenberg next to me. No Phillips across from me like always. And I, I mean, guys, it's it's finally here. We've crowned a world champion. It's no one's title to lose, but that means it's everyone else's second place to gain. So guess what? There is a lot to play for. There's a lot to get into. Let's just jump right in, boys. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's start off with qualifying, which is happening today later on. I don't know the time for that one yet. Hold on. Let me click the schedule. Boom. There we go. You had two minutes. I'm sorry. I'm talking to someone. Four p.m. Ooh. My friend Jackson about oh. back home. He's a big oh. messy fan. He's yeah, it's whatever. Uh, but four o'clock on today, four p.m. Qualifying. Who gets pole? Noah. Charles Clerk. Mm. Oh boy. Boo. Boo. Mm. Boo. Mm. Ferrari. I predict. Derrick Henry. Mm. America. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I I'm gonna go with a safe bet here and say Guan Yu Zhou. Mm, that's a good one. I am gonna go with the even safer route than that. I'm gonna go Max Verstappen. I think he'll get pulled. That's who I meant to say. Sorry, I, I've been getting him mixed up all week. Yeah, same same drivers. Yeah, same people. Uh, I'm gonna go Max Verstappen. Okay, all right. me too. Who's gonna win the sprint, Noah? Um, the winner of the sprint. Is going to be, I don't know, man. It'll be some random driver. I'm going to go with Lando Norris because why not? I'd like to see him get his first win. And I, I think maybe in an actual Grand Prix, he'll get his first win. Yeah, I, this I doesn't count. Oscar Piastri has not won a race yet in Formula One. That is exactly what I was about to say. Uh, Oscar Piastri has not won a Grand Prix. I think he will win another race today or not today, tomorrow. Tomorrow. He will win another race tomorrow in the sprint race. But I have Max Verstappen taking pole in sprint qualifying. I think he's just going to kind of like take a little, little little victory lap a little bit. Take it easy. <coughs> Lay off the pace some. Take like a four-second pit stop just because he can. And then try to see how many people he can pass. I think it's literally going to look like a game of Mario Kart for Max Verstappen in the sprint race, but I think he's going to allow Oscar Piastri to win it. Or he'll win by 12 seconds. Either Don't way. look now, but Haas got in both the drivers inside the top 10 in FP1. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm also going to go Lando. Hmm. I think he deserves one. I think he'll get this one. Because I, I don't... Because now the whole point for Max is like, okay, bud, let's get this car back in one piece. Let's save as much money as we can. Yeah. Because there's literally nothing to to risk besides the all-time single-season F1 win record. But nonetheless, all right, normal, sane prediction time. Sane no, prediction. Normal prediction. Normal prediction. Um, Give me George Russell top six. Okay. I can see that, Ben. Hmm. I'm going to say two Williamses in the top 12. Top 12. That could be normal. It's pretty normal. It could be. Um, I'm going to go Alpine. Um, 
I'm going to go one Alpine driver inside the top seven. So now they will now be having a double DNF. Oh. I'm kidding. But I think they'll have <laughs> one driver inside the top seven. Um, okay, Noah. Crazy prediction time. I'm judging by what I'm seeing on your computer. It's going to be a wild that, one. That, that'll come in for the uh, for the actual race prediction. But um, my crazy prediction is that we have three drivers from the top three teams not finish. Oh. So your Ferrari, Mercedes, uh, Red Bull. Three of those drivers will not okay. finish. Wow. All right. Whew. How do I follow that? I think we'll have I, – I mean, I honestly don't think this race will have any DNS. It's not known for that. But I think that the heat will be a huge factor on tire wear, causing either a three-stop mandatory thing again because it works so well. It didn't. Or – we will have a tire failure in the race of some sort. Puncture, tire failure, whatever. I, I think there will be some kind of some kind of tire change mandated by a failure due to the tire itself. That's that's. I mean, I, I just don't know what to say anymore. This isn't, this isn't a crazy race. Max Verstappen wins. Grass is green. Like the sky is I'm, blue. I'm gonna take. What else do I say? I'm gonna pay, take a page out of the Noah Phillips book of Formula One knowledge, spell with N O W L E D G E. E. E double E at the end. Good. Taylor Swift. I'm kidding. Um. I mean, maybe. Honestly, if there was I'm time go- to do it, I'm going. Both a Haas and a Williams will score points this weekend. And and the Williams will be inside the top seven. Okay. That is a double down type of bet right there, buddy. Okay. Nothing like a little bit of extra parlaying that. I'm good with that. All right. Now it's time for the big race on Sunday. Top three, Mr. Phillips, what you got? And it looks, again, like I said, it's going to be a doozy. In 1836 in San Antonio, Texas, there was a little thing called the Battle of the Alamo. And you folks better not forget it. Mm. How am I going to tie this into my race predictions? I didn't think this all the way through. But those famous defenders of the Alamo that died that day that we must never forget, what did they do? What did they attempt to do? They attempted to save America. No, they attempted to defend the Alamo. You know who else is going to defend on Sunday? What? Charles LeClaire is going to defend his P1 spot after he gets pole later on this evening and win the Formula 1 Austin Grand Prix P3. We'll go with Lewis Hamilton, and then P2 will go Master Stapp. So no Chuck LeClaire. At the top spot. Yeah, I just said Charles Leclerc for P1. Oh, but we I, start I said, with P3. We always start no, with No, I had to do P1 because I had to do the Defenders thing because of the Alamo. Fine. Wow. Um, okay, I don't know. I, that's a tough act to follow. Uh, Show your American history, Ben. Come on. Give me, give me a fun fact about Texas. Come on. All right, here we go. In 1809, Canada 
invaded the United States with the support of Britain in what became to be known as the War of 1812. The war ended in the state called Louisiana, which happened to neighbor Texas, with the British retreating at the Battle of New Orleans. No, this isn't official history, but it it's technically correct. Took Anyways, yeah, none of the War of eighteen twelve took place entirely in eighteen twelve. Wait, wait, wait. Some of the War of eighteen twelve. We got like two. We got like a minute. And some a half. of the War of eighteen twelve took place in eighteen twelve. Lance Stroll is gonna walk it off. He is going to win this race, followed by Logan Sargent, and then in third is Sergio Perez in the World Destructors Championship. But to actually win the race, Max Verstappen takes the first place. Lando Norris takes second. Give me Oscar Piastri in third, closely followed by George Russell. We could swap those two around. I don't know. It's a safe bet. Good night, everyone. I feel bad for the people who just we just blew out their podcast speakers as Ben throws his headset down. Um, but for me, P3. Oscar Piastri. P2. Lando Norris. P1 Max Verstappen. And that is going to do it, ladies and gentlemen, for this episode of Smooth Aubrey's. If you missed any today's show, you check it out on your favorite podcast platform later. Ben is throwing his hat around the studio. That one took a lot out of him. But do not go anywhere. We'll be back again next week, Friday at 1 p.m. So just stand time for another precap episode. So for Ben McClurk and Noah Phillips, I'm Greg Splankberg. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Have a great weekend, everyone. And War Eagle. That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.